You're listening to The Unsunday Show. Leaving behind religious obligation to find a more authentic expression of Christ in us, this is The Unsunday Show. Hello, friends. Mike Adams here with The Unsunday Show. Thanks again for joining me on this episode of The Unsunday Show. I want to talk about pulpits. In the last episode, I talked a little bit about pastors and how we've elevated pastors to this unrealistic and, I think, this position where Scripture doesn't elevate pastors to. Well, one of the functions of the pastor is to get behind a pulpit. And so let's talk for just a moment about pulpits, and let's see where this conversation takes us. You know, I came across an article, I don't know, a year ago, maybe, a year and a half ago, that talked about the subject of women pastors. And the whole gist of the article was, should women be allowed behind a pulpit to preach? And as I read the thing, you know, I thought, well, this is interesting. The whole concept, of course, there's the concept of women pastors, which, you know, I think they can be. My personal opinion, we'll talk about that someday. But there's the whole idea of, you know, women pastors being, or women being behind a pulpit. Should women be allowed to get behind a pulpit? And as I read this thing, it dawned on me that we're so pulpit-centric. And the question dawned on me that why is anybody, why does anybody within the body of Christ want to get behind a pulpit? Why is that such a big thing? Why is it so important to get behind a pulpit? You know, what does that mean? What does that do? What's our motive? What's the motive for wanting to get behind a pulpit? And the second question that I had as I read this is, why is there a pulpit? Who put that there? Where did that come from? And so it gets interesting because, as I see it anyway, my kind of take on the whole thing is that we're scrambling, you know, there's a group there's a group within institutional Christianity, institutional religion, that's that just got this burning passion almost to get behind a pulpit in order to speak there, in order to lead from there, in order to do something from there. And I thought, you know, why is that so important? And why is there a pulpit in the first place? Because you think about a pulpit, a pulpit is another, um, how can I word it? It's a, another piece of furniture, I guess you could say, within our institutional settings that separates us from them. It's kind of a barrier or a wall, if you will, of separation between what we've called the clergy, which I talked about in the last episode a little bit, and I've talked about before here on the End Sunday Show, but it's another separation between the clergy and the laity that kind of keeps us separate. In other words, the person behind the pulpit is the professional. And the reason that they're behind the pulpit, and as far as I can tell, the whole motive for being behind the pulpit, and this was certainly part of my motive early on when I was behind a pulpit, was to be able to talk, was to be able to express my opinion about something within Scripture in a environment or in a setting where everyone had to listen. (laughs) I'll be honest with you. 
I would much rather have been behind the pulpit than being the one having to listen to me down in the pew because that's that was just my preference. I wouldn't want to listen to myself. I wouldn't want to hear what I have to say. I still don't want to hear what I have to say. But, you know, that's kind of the motive is I want to be in charge. I want to be large and in charge. And so how do you how do you stay large and in charge in an institutional uh, church setting or an institutional religious setting? You get behind the pulpit. You get your time in the limelight. You get to be the one deciding things. You get to be the one directing things. You get to be the one saying things while everyone else sits passively and listens to you speak. Well, you know, that's certainly got to be part of the motive. I mean, we're, we're scrambling so hard to get behind the pulpit because we want to be in charge. We want to be the leader. We want to be recognized. We want to have that kind of prestige about us or be able to put that on our resume, you know, and, and to have that kind of as a security belt, a security and an element of security within uh, who we are that we can kind of rely on. But the idea of there being a pulpit, you know, that, that came from church history. You know, there weren't any pulpits in the New Testament. They, they just didn't exist. But we've brought them into existence because that's what we do as, you know, in this professional Christian environment, this professional institutional church environment. Again, it gets back to the CEO thing, and we put the CEO behind a pulpit. But you think about this, you know, when you're, when you're driving down the street and, well, let's, let's back up a little bit. Let's say that you're surfing the web and you're looking for a church, looking for an institutional church to go to. And you bring up a couple of websites. You find a couple of websites and you start to narrow it down. And you think, well, this one right over here looks good, you know, First Church or whatever. It looks pretty good. And so you're perusing the website. You're looking at what they believe. You're looking at who, who their staff is. You know, ultimately, you've got the pastor. And as you're looking at the website, you see, okay, there's pastor so-and-so. And again, they're using that honorific title of pastor. So pastor so-and-so is kind of in charge here. And the whole thing is geared toward who our leadership is, who our leaders are, who our staff is, our paid staff. And we peruse this website and we think, okay, let's, let's go there. Let's try and go there. And so Sunday morning or, you know, midweek, whatever kind of service you're going to, you head out and you go to this church. And as you're approaching, you see the church sign. And the church sign is there, and it's, you know, First Church or whatever. Maybe underneath the sign, it says, Pastor so-and-so. And then as you pull into the parking lot, of course, everything is geared toward maybe you've got ushers in the parking lot, you know, parking lot attendants or whatever, if it's a, you know, if it's a big place. And they're kind of ushering you into the door. And so everybody's kind of being herded into the door or doors of the building and when you get inside the building, of course, everything is, you come into the auditorium, which we call sanctuary, which we call chapel, you know, whatever we call it by some religious term. But you walk into this building and everything is, is pointing toward the, the pulpit. Everything. And so maybe it's a half circle thing. Maybe, you know, there's a couple thousand people that can fit into this thing. And you walk into it and you sit down and there's kind of hushed tones. You know, maybe there's an organ playing or there's, you know, some general music going on in the background to kind of set the mood. But it's kind of sedated. You know, maybe the lights are down or whatever. And 
you walk in and you notice, you know, right away, here we are in this kind of amphitheater setting and everything is facing toward one direction and it's all facing toward this uh, podium, this pulpit that is on an elevated platform. And of course, you know, then things start up and, you know, the worship thing starts and, you know, the music starts and maybe there's giving, you know, that's uh, falsely called tithing, but maybe there's some giving that happens and then eventually this person mounts the pulpit. They come up behind the pulpit and they're there. And of course, this is why we attend. This is why we're, we're here. I mean, this is the thinking of the institution. This is the high point of the week right here. The pulpit is occupied. We're ready to hear something from God through the pastor and speak to us, pastor, because again, you're the professional and we have all come here and assembled ourselves around the pulpit so that we could hear from you. And disregarding the fact that there's no spiritual gifts happening, you can't in that environment. It's not allowed. I mean, if you're sitting in that environment and, you know, something is said that you disagree with or that maybe you just have a question about, try raising your hand. Try raising your hand and say, oh, I got a question over here. Real, just real quick. It won't take long, but I have a question. And so, you know, try and do that and see where that gets you. It's going to get you ushered right back out the door. Because there's no room for that within that setting. We're pulpit-driven. We're pulpit-centered. And the pulpit takes precedence over everything we do in the institutional setting. I'm going to let you go because my battery's dying. I just got a little notice that popped up here. It's red. It's about to die. So I need to go. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the On Sunday Show. To be a part of this ongoing conversation, visit us online at unsunday.com.